Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you doing? I pray that you're doing well. We are a week away from Ash Wednesday. Can you believe it? Next Wednesday, the 26th, is the beginning of Lent. My goodness. And we are in uh, Sexagesima. That's uh, uh, 60 days before Easter. It's not. It's it's a little less than 60 days. And, um, and then uh, this Sunday is... Uh, uh, oh, Quin Quadresima, and then I think Easter begin Lent begins Quadresima. I have to yeah, Quin Quadresima is fifty days, and then Quadresima um, is uh, it begins Lent, um, and so uh, less than a week. And in here in our community, the daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, we. Um, uh, need to decide what books we're going to read and what penances we're going to take on. And the sisters write them down and they give them to the prioress, c'est moi, and uh, she approves or doesn't approve or suggests maybe things that might be more profitable for them. But they usually do a pretty good job and and what they wish to do, they can. Sometimes uh, they want to do more than is even healthy for someone to do um, so that would be a wonderful practice in your families for having um, uh, coming together as a family and telling the children that between now and, and Ash Wednesday, they should actually write down what it is that they want to take on for the Lenten season. And it's okay <coughs> to give up coffee and chocolate and candy or soda or desserts. It's all just fine. though. That's a true sacrifice. Um, but it would be good um, to take on maybe an additional sacrifice that pertains to a virtue. For example, uh, I will not fight. I will not fight with my sister. I will not beat up my brother, whatever it is. Um, I will not get angry. I will not hold a grudge. Um, I will be kind. I will help someone out. I will help people out in school or uh, in the neighborhood or something like that. So it's fine to give up food. Um, The old practice, right today, the church allows us to eat all the way through Lent with abstinence from meat on Wednesday and Fridays. All Friday, every Friday of Lent is abstinence from meat. And on Wednesday, uh, Ash Wednesday is abstinence, and every Friday is also a fast, which is different than abstinence. Abstinence is from meat, and a fast um, is from food in general. So generally, the Church has uh, said that we could have one full meal and two snacks that don't equal a meal, something like that. You know, I was listening yesterday to Dr. Taylor Marshall, who um, has done a program you can see him on the internet. 
He's done a program on the medieval, the church fathers, the practice of Lent. And it used to be that uh, we refrain from meat or anything with four legs, um, uh, everything totally from meat, which included chicken and fish and everything else, um, for the entire period of Lent. Um, and it began to be loosened that some said, well, you could have just four-legged, so that means you could have birds, two-legged, you could have chicken and that sort of thing. But those who are very strict about giving up meat also gave up eggs that come from the chickens and every form of dairy, of course, that come from the animals. So um, uh, Taylor made the point that We've been kind of weakened, greatly, greatly weakened. We hardly do anything uh, for Lent. Uh, here in our community, we we don't have meat the entire Lenten season at all. So whatever your family wishes to do, but individually or as a family, but it would be good to take something else on, something that... Um, helps us to enter more into the suffering of Christ for those 40 days because he simply didn't give up food. Um, He spent 40 days fighting the devil in the wilderness. And so we can give up uh, those things that um, maybe most bring pleasure to us during this time. So that's just a thought. And then we begin next Wednesday and continue all the way. And the fast continues right through Lent, uh, right up to Easter. And for some people, Easter ends at the Triduum, which would be Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday prior to Easter Sunday. Um, But I would say that's not a time to give up your fast at all. Uh, Holy Thursday and um, the Last Supper when our Lord instituted the Eucharist um, and the priesthood, and then uh, went down the Mount of Olives and was taken and uh, spent all night in fake, false, illegitimate trials, was hung on the cross Friday, and um, went down into the earth, uh, into hell on Saturday. And so I don't think that's the time for us. I think that's the time for us to increase our fast. And then Easter, beginning with the vigil, on uh, Easter Sunday uh, would be the time to celebrate and do away with fast and rejoice. And again, uh, all of Lent, um, we've already um, done away in the Benedictine tradition with the Alleluia, and we say praise to you, Laus Tibi Domine, Rex Eterne Gloriae, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of Eternal Glory. You'll begin to say that at Lent. The Latin form uh, uh, says it now uh, through the preparation for Lent. Um, And um, what else? What else is there? The Alleluia. And there's something else we don't do, and I'm not thinking of it right now, but... I tell you, beloved, Christmas is just a wonderful season <clears throat> that we ended on February 2nd. Some ended it earlier. <clears throat> For me, um, I, I can't say which I love more, I don't think, because I, I love the season of Lent, because again, for us here, 
the 40 days prior to Lent is a penitential season for us. We don't decorate, we don't do anything. It's penitential because we're waiting for the coming of the Messiah. And if you read the Old Testament, when our Lord was to appear uh, just in thunder on Mount Sinai, the people had to fast, they had to refrain from marital relations, they had to bathe, they had to prepare to be before the mountain of the holy God whom they wouldn't see and they wouldn't speak to. All they would do is hear his voice and it appeared as thunder and they were really frightened. Moses went up, yes, but um, uh, they prepared to meet the Lord and so we do that at Christmas. But entering into a penitential season during Lent is our opportunity to love God to give thanks for what he did for us in becoming man and beginning his ministry of three years, first in the Jordan being baptized by John the Baptist and then being sent by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to fast, to suffer for 40 days before he would begin his earthly three-year ministry. Um, For me, it's a most treasured honor and privilege and joy to be able to enter in to those 40 days with him. Um, We'll be back, beloved, after the break, and you're welcome to call in. Tune in weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern for Sermons for Everyday Living, a program that brings you real sermons from real priests on topics important to you and your faith. Visit thestationofthecross.com for details. We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustained life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations Thank you for helping to save the culture. Between traffic jams and construction projects, driving can be stressful. Learning about the faith and praying along with others through Catholic Radio can instill a sense of peace in the midst of daily struggles. By displaying a Catholic Radio bumper magnet on your car, you can help other drivers find this peace as well. Request your free Catholic Radio bumper magnets today. Visit thestationofthecross.com and click the Promote tab at the top of our website. That's thestationofthecross.com. Then click the Promote Tab. Thank you for supporting Catholic Radio and helping to spread the gospel message to everyone else on the road.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Um, and we have another 10 minutes or so before the next break, after which we'll begin to take your calls. Um, we've been reading a little bit each day through the Golden Councils of uh, St. Francis de Sales, and I've said it's a, it's a really a, just a small hold-it-up-again. This is an old copy. Um, it's been republished in color with larger print. I'm reading from the smaller print one, so I'm using a little lamp. Um, and I mentioned before that we have about a dozen left here um, that anyone who wishes them can uh, email us. Um, uh, uh, you can email through mother at the station of the com, or you can go on to our website, mother of Israel's org. And um, click on the contact button on the right, and it'll give you our um, our main email. And you can that's the best way to reach us. Email us and tell us you'd like one of these little uh, booklets if they're still if they're still available. We sent out half of what we had yesterday, so we still have some left. Um, I think yesterday I read the little section on God's will, but. It's so important, and not all of you could listen, um, and uh, so often we want to know what's God's will, either for our vocation, for our life, marriage, or religious life, or whatever it may be, um, or for a decision, <coughs> excuse me, a decision we need to make at the time, on the moment, or for a job, or um what we should do in helping out at the church or how we should lead our children, all of that. And so let me reread just this little portion on God's will. Here is the most, St. Francis de Sales says, here is the most important point. Find out what God wants. And when you know, try to carry it out cheerfully or at least courageously. Not only that, but you must love this will of God and the obligations it entails, even if it means performing the most menial tasks in the world the rest of your life. Because whatever source, S-A-U-C-E, source, God chooses for us, it should be all the same to us, all the same. In this practice, lies the very bull's eye of perfection, of which we must all aim, and whoever comes nearest to it wins the prize. You see, if we love God and we grow to love his will because we love him, we cannot love God and not love his will. They're one and the same, because what he wills is perfect. It comes from him. If we love, we say we love him, but I don't like his will, well, then you don't love God. You love your idea of God, but you don't love him because you would love his will. And if he shows you his will and it happens to be, this is me talking, not the booklet, um, and it happens to be menial tasks the rest of your life, why should we complain? Because 
what we wanted was his will. St. Francis once said this, and it's not in this little pamphlet, so I'm just going to tell it to you. And I, I think I've, I've mentioned it before, but it really, really uh, helped me tremendously. He said, if you want pure water, what difference is it to you if it's served to you in a golden chalice or a clay cup? What's the difference? Because you have what you want, which is pure water. He said, if you want the will of God, what difference is it to you if it's served to you in affliction, consolation? However, you have what you want, which is the will of God, you see? And so whether it's affliction or consolation, you want the will of God and you have it. And I can tell you that um, if you love God, if you want his will above all things, you may not love him all the way yet. I don't. I know that. I don't love him perfectly. I want to, but I don't know if that'll ever happen in this lifetime. But I know that I love his will without knowing what it is because it's his will. It's enough for me. I want his will. Ask me what I want. I'll say I want God's will. I'll sound like a broken record. Yeah, but what is it? I don't know what it is. Well, what if it's what you want? Well, I don't want to declare what I want. God knows what I want. But what I want is going to be absolutely inferior to what God wants for me. And so, you know, if I want to be, um, I don't know, um, think of something terrific, president of a country or or a nurse 24-7. Let's just say I want to save lives and all of that. And instead, I have a menial work, what people would say menial work. I'm a street sweeper or whatever it is. This street sweeper job is higher than any other job if it's God's will. You see? If I want God's will, I'm not going to strive for what is outside his will. Because whatever it is, is going to be lower than what he gave me. And so, um, I say, if you love God, beloved, if you desire his will above all else, it's not that you will have it one day. It is that you are in it now. I can tell you that. You may not even know what it is. It doesn't matter. God may be preparing you for the greatest desire he's put in your heart. Then you're in his will because he's preparing you for it. You may not know that. But you're in his will. If you desire his will above all else, no matter what it is, you're already in it. That's it. It, It's such a tremendous consolation. It certainly is to me. There are many things that I desire. I've told you many times we need a, we, 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 we're looking for a new home, a new diocese, um, women are waiting to come in. You know, we have, this has gone on for quite some time now. It's God's will. Am I unhappy? I am not. Am I at peace? I am. Because it's God's will I want more than anything else. And if he wanted us to be out of here, we would be out of here. It's easy. It's simple. What God doesn't want, we don't want. It's so simple. And we stay at peace and and we have a life of joy all the time. Doesn't mean we're not affected by trials. We are. But we trust God. It's a tremendous gift, beloved. St. Francis goes on to say, 
um, um, it should be that whatever God chooses for us should be the same to us. In this practice lies the very bull's eye of perfection at which we must all aim, and whoever continues nearest to it wins the prize. You see, the place of perfection is being in God's will, whatever that is. If tragedy hits you, um, you're planning to go on vacation and there's an accident or sickness hits your family or something and you think all your plans are thwarted and it's awful and you're complaining and you're depressed and you've missed it because God has allowed that. God has allowed that tragedy or whatever it is to to touch you and therefore it's his will whether he caused it or whether he permitted it god allowed it and that's all you need to know it's better than anything anything else you could have done i remember when i wasn't allowed to go on a campfire trip and i was so unhappy ma why the other girl i was nine everyone's going why can't i go and she said um, I, I just don't have a good feeling about it. I thought, well, what does she know? What do you mean you don't have a good feeling about it? There's supervision. It's it's a camping trip. And uh, uh, what's wrong? And the, nothing. I, I She said, I, I just don't have a good feeling about it. That's it. And that was the end of it. And I was miserable. And I didn't go. And the bus went off a bridge that night. I don't remember anything else about it. I've told the story before. People say, did anyone die? What happened? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember that, but it was so traumatic that that happened. I said, I will never doubt my mother again. <laughs> Whatever her senses are, they're pretty good, and I'm going to trust them. St. <clears throat> Francis goes on to say, but be of good heart. I beg you, little by little, train your will to follow God's will, wherever it may lead you. See that your will is strongly roused when your conscience says, God wants this. And you know, you say, as many say, well, how do, how do I know what God wants? And, and how am I sure about his will? And I'm going to tell you that he will not fail to lead you. He will not fail to, if you are seeking his will, if you are following him, um, he, will, he will make it known He's the shepherd and you're the sheep. Sheep are dumb. They are timid. They are practically deaf. They can't hear the shepherd. And they go off on their own and they die. The wolf gets them. And the good shepherd knows that. And so the sheep following him does not depend on their ability to hear, but on the shepherd's ability to lead. And he knows how to get through to thick sheep. He knows that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry. Um, that's why the scriptures say, which we offered, pray in the liturgy, if today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. If you hear his voice, he's gotten through to you by his love. And if you harden your hearts, you're turning from your shepherd, you're turning from God, you're on your own, and you're in trouble. Live entirely for God. If you want to know God's will, beloved, live entirely for God. And since you have to take part in conversations and social gatherings, try to be of some use to others. 
Do not think that God is further away from you when you are in the midst of the busyness to which your vocation calls you than he would be if you were enjoying a tranquil life. No, 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 no. If you're a mother with 10 children and climbing the wall sometimes, God is just as near to you as he is to religious when they're praying in the chapel. It's true. It is true. In fact, he might be more near to you because you have greater need with 10 children. No, it is not tranquility which brings him close to our hearts. It is rather the fidelity of our love. It is not the feeling we have of his sweetness, but the consent we give to his holy will. Don't let your emotions be your guide. They are not trustworthy. But the consent to his holy will is trustworthy. And it is more desirable that his will be carried out in us than that we carry out our will in him. All right. This is what I'm going to do, Lord. Please go before me. Why? Why why go before me? He may not even wish what we want to do. We're not carrying out our will in him. We need to carry out his will. His will. Okay, beloved, Um, there is the music for our second break, and we are going to take your calls and your emails and your texts when we come back, and you're welcome to call in toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com, and we'll be right back. Users of iCatholic Radio are leaving inspiring reviews in the iTunes and Google Play stores. Margie says, My go-to app. I love this channel. I can listen while busy around the house or driving in the car. I love the variety of programs. Keep up the good work. Michaela from New Zealand says, I love this app. I have it on Bluetooth and my car radio and listen to it all day, every day, and am encouraged in my Catholic faith. I would recommend this to the world, whether Christian or not, because it speaks to all people to become better people. I am now a huge follower of the American Catholic way of life because it's very similar to the way I was brought up in Fiji. The priests on the station are very straightforward, but are very understanding toward the audience at the same time. Love it, love it, love it. If you haven't reviewed iCatholic Radio yet, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our page at the iTunes or Google Play Store. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live, and I am going to read two more very short paragraphs of God's will before I start taking your calls and emails because we're right at the end of that and I don't want to keep anybody hanging. So let me go ahead and read this and then you can call in. You can even get started while we're speaking if you wish. Toll free 1-877-511-5483 or um, email at mother at the station of the cross. We're on the subject of God's will, and St. Francis ends by saying, Once we have reached decision in a holy manner, we must never doubt about the holiness of carrying it out, since it does not depend on us. This holiness can be lacking. To act otherwise would be a sign of great self-love, or of immaturity, or of a weak or foolish mind. You know, I, well, I better not start commenting. I'll never take your calls. Here's the last little paragraph. A hundred times a day, let us look upon this loving will of God and dissolving our will into it, let us devoutly exclaim, O goodness of infinite gentleness, how lovable is your will, how desirable your favors. You have created us for eternal life and your maternal breast overflowing with incomparable love, abounds with the milk of mercy, either to pardon penitence or to perfect the righteous. Is that beautiful? Say yes. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. In fact, if you're looking for a book for Lent, uh, St. Francis de Sales, um, there's a book that was put out on his sermons for Lent, very wonderful. That would be that would be wonderful reading. Um, we're now going to go to your calls, your emails, your texts, beloved. And I had read a very long email from Nakia yesterday, and I'm sure, dear one, if you're listening, I'm mispronouncing your name. It's N A Q U I Y A H, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, Nakia. Um, uh, she has an awful situation. Um, uh, she's been divorced for 13 years. They have two sons. She's been awarded both sons. And um, uh, she's fully Catholic and trying to raise her sons Catholic. But her husband, um, when they when he has them, uh, when they stay with him uh, every other week or every week, I, I'm not sure what it was, um, he is out to corrupt them 24-7. Whatever she says they shouldn't do, he goes and buys them. Um, They were getting very um, um, promiscuous, and um, the evil of their public school and the debauchery of the children, all everything they were doing, the boys started doing. And so Nakia put them in a Christian school, which they hate because they miss their friends. And so they're rebelling at every single um, turn and the, what they father buys them things they bring them home 
Uh, they talk about uh, waiting for the summer and being promiscuous and getting into pornography and and all kinds of awful sinful behavior. And she doesn't know. She's, she's been very firm, uh, Nakia, in keeping to her her Catholic faith. But the boys rebel at every turn. They're very disrespectful to her. So Nakia. You're asking me what to do, or what my thoughts are, at least. Um, she's a single mother and, and could not have afforded homeschool, but in that situation, Nakia, you would have maybe had a rougher time than you're having now, because the father is out to destroy them and to counter you at every single point. Um, it, it you, you know, this... Um, I wish they were three and four years old now and talk about how you could raise them, but I think you now said the oldest is 18. And so, I don't know, the younger one, maybe a couple years younger, I'm not sure, but it's it's a little late to try to reverse them now. Um, I would sit down and speak with them and uh, just have a, a somewhat of an adult conversation and sit down and talk with both of them and say, I want to talk with you. You are fighting me. You are fighting God. You have countered everything I've tried to help you with, tried to teach you. Your father is doing everything to lead you into sin. And um, it just say, it, it grieves me. It actually frightens me. I don't know what to do about it because you're now older and you're 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 determined to do your own thing um but i will tell you this i am a christian and i've raised you according to my principles and uh i have not compromised the faith with you because i am uh god's steward of you he gave the two of you to me to raise and I am God's steward, and I am answerable not to you, but to him, for what I've done and what I've failed to do. I've tried my best. I'm sure I haven't uh, made the right decisions all along the way, but I've tried my best. And that's all we can each do is try our best um, to fulfill the purpose for which God has made us, to love him, to to become saints. Um, and... Uh, you don't respond, you get worse and worse. Your dad seems to lure you into all things that are going to be extremely harmful for your souls. So I'm going to say this to you now. As long as you're in this house, you must never again talk in a disrespectful way to me. Never again. As long as you're in this house, you may never smoke anything, you may never uh, do anything that is... um, uh, sinful um, and if you disrespect me if you make that choice you see that door and you need to take it go live with your father and he'll corrupt you ten times more than he already has and my heart will break but I will ruin you if I allow you to continue to live in this house and disrespect me you're 18 you're old enough and the other one may be 16 I don't know but out the door. Uh, you must speak respectfully to me. And if you um, if you don't, and it's, it, you just got angry or upset, and you weren't didn't mean to speak disrespectfully, and it comes out of your mouth, 
if you don't want to go out that door, you come to me immediately and apologize. And you don't just say, Mom, I'm sorry. You say, Mom, I'm sorry for speaking disrespectfully to you. Uh, it shouldn't happen. Name name the offense, not just sorry. Nothing, that won't help. They need to, sorry for what? They need to name it. And they need to do it. The very practice of that in your presence um, uh, might be enough to begin to start them on the right road. And you need to tell them in your talk that if you apologize, um, I will not refuse your apology if it's done humbly and respectfully, but I will give you a penance each time. You need to know that. When you do wrong, I forgive you. You you go to confession, God forgives you. And the priest gives us uh, a penance, not in order to be forgiven. We are forgiven. Um but in order to make us whole, to give us an opportunity to repair, make reparation, reparation for the ill that we've done. And so when you come to me and apologize, I will give you a penance. I don't know what it is. It may be to read a certain book. It may be to wash the dishes. It may be to refrain from something. I have no idea what it is. It's going to be based on the timing and the nature of your offense. But if you apologize, you can stay. If you will not, then you go to your room, you pack your things, and you leave. Um, and I'm sure your dad will take you in. And you have chosen uh, to be off the path to heaven, to be on the path to hell, to refuse what God has given you, and that is a mother with faith who would keep you from these things. But eventually... There are those uh, who will say to God, thy will be done, and those to whom God will say, thy will be done. And God's Spirit won't always strive with us. And so God will allow you to go your foolish, sinful ways and say, thy will be done. But it's not heaven. And um, you're in for a very unhappy and miserable life if you continue to follow this path. I would sit down one evening with them and I would have this talk. And don't do it when they have an appointment. Don't do it when you just have an hour. Don't do it when there's anything in the way. Say, I need an evening with the two of you. We'll have some dinner and we'll talk through the evening. Um, or or talk after dinner because that dinner would be distracting. That's what I would do at this point, Nakia. You don't let them speak disrespectfully and do these things before you. Put them out. No, Mom, I didn't mean it. That's not good enough. Saying you didn't mean it is not an apology. If you didn't mean it, then say you're sorry for what you did and name what you did. We go to to the confessional, and we don't just say, Father, I've sinned, forgive me. We name our sins because it helps us to become humble. It helps us to name the reality. Okay, we have a text from someone who writes in anonymously, and, um, and she says, Hello, Mother, I've been reflecting on what to do for Lent this year. My husband and I are oblates with your order. Oh, how beautiful. Um, My husband and I are oblates with your order, so we just started the commentary. 
And for those who don't know, it's the commentary on the rule of St. Benedict, which all the uh, which most of the oblates um, order right at the beginning. We send them that and a, a very blessed uh, medal of St. Benedict, uh, which has been exercised and blessed. Um, we have also just started putting aside 15 minutes a day for meditation and doing several of the hours of the little office of Mary. I love hearing this because, um, of course, in, in the rule of St. Benedict, uh, it speaks about doing the divine office. The divine office is um, not the same as the liturgy of the hours, more modern, four volumes. It's actually one volume. Um, uh, and what we pray here is the um, the monastic diurnal of... Um, uh, of um, what do I want to say? The Benedictine is what we pray, but anyone who is an oblate, if you're listening to this, don't worry about it because you can pray the Liturgy of the Hours. You could pray any th- the Roman Missal, anything you wish. But the reason I love what you wrote, dear one, is because Saint Francis de Sales himself did not have his own sisters. His the order that he formed, um, Visitation of Holy Mary. He didn't have them read the Divine Office. Um, he had them read what you're doing, the little office of Mary, and he was criticized for it. But he knows what's good for people. So no, I think that's wonderful. And she says, I'm pregnant, so fasting is not possible. Good for you again. That baby needs nourishment. No fasting if you're pregnant. She said, I'm thinking about just sticking to these things I have recently added to enrich my spiritual life. I really want to have a good Lent. But at the same time, I don't want to burn myself out by adding too many obligations. That's wise. None of us should add too many obligations. And she says, I also have two young children and would appreciate any ideas to help them notice the difference between Lent and the rest of the year. Oh, yes. Okay. That's such a beautiful email. I will um, give you my thoughts as soon as we come back. We have Kurt waiting on the line, um, um, and um, we'll get back uh, as soon as we're after the break. Kurt, hold on, um, and we'll be right back. And again, our toll-free number is one 511 5483 and the email is mother at We'll be If you're new to iCatholic Radio, welcome to the free mobile app of the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. It's available for download to your Android and Apple mobile devices. If you have any questions about your new app, please contact us at thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. That's thestationofthecross.com or 1-877-888-6279. Through your new app, you can listen to podcasts of shows, conference talks, and prayers. View our programming grid, call us directly, and check out our mobile website. You can even learn how you can promote iCatholic Radio in your community, connect with us through social media, and financially support the programming you love. That's all available on your iCatholic Radio mobile app. 
Thank you for joining our iCatholic Radio family, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved um, and this will be our last segment, so you've got a 10 minutes if you'd like to call in um, uh, at um, toll-free 1-877-511-5483. Uh, Kurt, hang on another minute. I just want to answer uh, Anonymous, who wrote um, this text that um, she said, I really, she's an oblate, and she's put, a, she and her husband, 15 minutes aside to meditate, uh, doing several of the hours of the Little Office of Mary. It's wonderful. Pregnant, so fasting is not possible. And all pregnant women, please hear this. Um, your baby comes first, and fasting, you should not enter into fasting while you're pregnant. And then she says, I'm thinking about just sticking to these things I've recently added to enrich my spiritual life. I really want to have a good Lent, but at the same time, I don't want to burn myself out by adding too many obligations. That is good advice for anybody. We should never burn ourselves out. We do not need to add more obligations than we're given in our state of life. Um, And she says, I also have two young children who would appreciate any ideas to help them notice the difference between Lent and the rest of the year. Well, um no don't add any obligations i think uh, if you're in the commentary you might just for lent go ahead and skip to chapters 48 and 49 chapters 48 and 49 cover lent and they will um saint benedict will will tell you much what to do and um and again you cannot fast but um uh, your husband might be able to, or uh, don't worry, don't be scrupulous, but that'll give you an idea, and then you need to apply to your life what you can do. It's the difference between oblates and religious Benedictines. We need to follow the rule, it's our vows 100%. But as an oblate, the idea is you are giving your life as an oblation to God, and you're following the rule according to your state in life. That is so important. Uh, lay people are not religious, and religious are not lay people. Well, religious are lay people, but they don't, not the, the same obligation. So, um, 
Okay. Uh, where am I going now? I wish you had given me the ages of your children because I think if anybody is three years old and they want to give something up and they understand and they're three and they want to give something up, I wouldn't forbid them. The church these days says if you're younger than 14 or older than 59, you're not obligated. But my goodness, I think we should bring our children up in the faith so we don't require it of them. But if a three-year-old says, I want to do that, Mommy, too, then say, okay, sweetheart, is there something you want to give up for Lent? Is there a food? Yes, yes, I want to give up milk, right? (laughs) Say, well, honey, I think you need milk, sweetheart, so let's try something else. Um, And, you know, maybe they'll give up soda or maybe they'll give up... who knows? Uh, maybe you serve them spinach and they want to give up spinach and they really don't like it. Let them do that. <laughs> you know, They're giving something up. But um, I think it's wonderful. And I think if you and your husband um, uh, keep a holy house during Lent, cover, uh, cover your statues or holy pictures and everything, get, get a good amount of purple cloth and cover as they do in church. Cover your statues and your pictures and um, whatever religious items you have uh, in the purple cloth, and you can you can explain to them that it's a penitential time, and then of course you need to explain the word uh, penitence and 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 Jesus suffering, and we want to keep him company. We want to console him, you know, as gently as you can, and they'll have forty days with everything covered in purple. And so they'll know it's the season. And um, and maybe during that time, if you have a TV, you choose what you watch or what you don't watch very, very carefully. Or you don't watch any TV during Lent to completely give it up. And only you could play videos, um, pray, play only Catholic videos. Um, uh, good Oh, you know what? This is awful. I I need to look this up. Hold on a minute. Someone asked me yesterday um, if the um, if the uh, Matthew Arnold website, if the um, if praying the traditional rosary, um, um, with the three mysteries rather than the four mysteries, if if that's okay, and it is okay. Um, I and and they want they asked me if I knew such a place, uh, such a ministry that has it, and I did. It's Matthew Arnold, and I I just can't stand that um, I'm not able to find the name. If anybody's listening, and you know who Matthew Arnold is, he's fantastic, and his ministry is as well. Um, call in or something. Um, I don't know why I'm not able to find it. Maybe I'm spelling it wrong. Hold on one second, and let me see if this is the thing. I don't think so. Um, no, I, 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 it should come right up. I don't know why. So um, it's not coming up. But Matthew Arnold has, uh, unless I'm remembering the name wrong, they're just so wonderful. And they have, we have their CDs. Um and I think they have videos on Our Lady of Good Success, CDs on the Rosary. Um, they have children's CDs, and that's why I brought it up to you. Um, they have wonderful children's CDs. So during Lent, you can pr- play those and teach your children Catholic 
children's songs, and it's wonderful. It would be really wonderful. So do everything by video that you can choose during Lent, and it's all about our Lord during Lent. It would be wonderful. But again, don't take on extra burdens for yourself. Um, It's going to be your attitude, your love for God, your prayer as a family during Lent. If you don't pray the rosary as a family and you have little children, it might be the time to start one decade with them at night. I don't know, but I'm just throwing out some thoughts. God bless you, dear one. Kurt, are you on the line still? I'm still here. Okay, you're you're such a trooper. Thank you. Go ahead, sweetheart. Right. What is your question? Well, my question is, is this. Everybody has a disposition. But, you know, I think it, it wraps up to this. God says, go out and preach to every soul the truth. Now, the truth is that Jesus Christ established the church. When I do that, and I'll be talking to other Catholics, the first question I get is, you sound so judgmental. I don't like your attitude. I said, well, I'm sorry for my, for my disposition, but this is the truth. And like a priest told me, you hit him right between the eyes, Kurt, with it, and work on your deficiencies later, meaning... If I have a little anger in my voice, they might perceive it as anger, but I'm perceiving it as urgency. So I try not to get into academic conversations because, in my mind, sometimes people like to twist words just like the Pharisees twisted them with our Lord. Thanks, Kurt. I'm going to interrupt you, sweetheart. I'm going to interrupt you only because we have 15 seconds to the ending music of the program. And I know you've called in before, and we've talked about this before. You do have a certain disposition. We can help our dispositions, Kurt. But we do have certain personalities, and we can help them uh, as God helps us. Um, If your urgency is not helping people, you might think about being more gentle but I think what's going to help you is um, uh, you're a faithful soul Kurt but I think what may help you is if you ask God the whole Lenten season to really practice and feel gratitude because if you talk to anyone and you talk to them filled with gratitude for what God has done for you You'll yes. come across softer, I promise you. And, and that's what I do. I try to do it. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. You are who you are, and God is going to bring you to people who need to be hit between the eyes. But I figured. <laughs> okay, Kurt. God bless you, sweetheart. We'll speak with all of you tomorrow.